AFX Media Group. Welcome back into the Modern Christian Men Show. I am Kel Nelson, and what's coming your way now may be the deepest episode I've ever released. I don't even really know how to describe this thing other than Darren Eubanks and I from the Kingdom Bringer podcast have a conversation, and it's real, it's raw, it's probably going to offend some people at some level, maybe, I don't know, maybe not. It might even set you free. But I had a great time recording this show. Can't wait for you to hear it. Matter of fact, I'm going to drop you into the conversation right now with Darren Eubanks of the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. Very cool, man. How long have you been doing the podcasting thing? I've been podcasting since 14. Yeah, I've been, okay. I started in 2014 doing the Ham Radio 360 show. Yeah. It was ridiculously successful. And yeah. uh, I, I quit. As I peaked, <laughs> God told me to, and uh, yeah. he actually had been telling me for the four, three and a half of the four years that I'd done it, he told me I had to stop and and do something for him, and wow. uh, I, you know, success tastes good sometimes, and um, I had a lot of it. I didn't make a lot of money, but uh, you know, there there was plenty of uh, notoriety, if you will, and that's, yeah. that that'll get in your head, man, and uh, it did. So I cut it off, and about the time I cut it off, she got sick, and it was just uh, it was it was his timing all the way around. So I want just a taste of it, Kale. I want to taste it. I want to know what it's like. Just Man, kidding. I'll tell you this: it, I, this is this will be a humble brag, okay? Um, yeah, go for it. So I started the show in 20, 24, July. I think it was July of twenty fourteen, and in twenty sixteen, my audience paid for me to get an airplane ticket, hotel rooms, and a rental car in Ohio for the world's largest ham radio convention. And they paid for my booth as well. Wow. So it was all crowdfunded. And I went up there and I'd never even been to this event. Right. And it was, it was ridiculous. It was crazy big. <laughs> and, um, a side note on the way up there, uh, Adam Curry, the podfather, tweeted that he liked my podcast. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. I got that in the air. Um, but anyway, so I touch down and I go to this event. I walk. I basically walk into the event as it's happening. And over the course of three days, I met people from all over the world who were listeners, and some had never heard of me. Uh, but but during those times, man, uh, it happened on a couple of different occasions at a couple of different events. But grown men would come up with this with this look on their face, like, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it. But one dude was crying, and I'm like, man, are you okay? Do you need to go home? Or, you know. <laughs> It's like, no, man, you changed my life. Wow. He said, I, I'd given up on all this, and I'd done it my whole life, and, and I just listened to you, and, and, it's, and I'm like, oh, my God. And God showed me, you know, if you can do that, if you can share passion about a hobby and yeah. change people, what are you, why aren't you doing it for me? Wow. And, um, yeah, so I had to repent, man. I'm <laughs> just being real. and. Yeah. Uh, it's a long story that doesn't need to be told right now, but but God was no, good, man. And I'll tell you, it doesn't matter if if you're in it and you're a child of the King. He's going to bless it. Yeah, and it it can be good. It may not be great, but it can be good. Well, I'll be honest, man. I'm I'm learning a lot. Like 
I've been doing it since 17 and just cannot grow a listenership, bro. <laughs> like I just cannot do it. I don't know why it's just not, it's not working. People aren't, people aren't listening. But one thing that he's really shown me over this last, during this, uh, Corona town <laughs> yeah. year, I've, I've, I've learned so much in this, like if I, if I believe in this, and if I'm happy with it and it's, it's almost like an art piece, right? Yeah. Like I, I, I love the whole process of podcasting. I've, I've started to produce like three or four other shows and I love piecing it together. I love the music. I, I love every aspect of creating an episode of a podcast mm-hmm. and I consider it artwork. And if it, it's like, if I'm obeying, which I am, I feel like the Lord's kind of leading me into this place. If I'm happy and if I'm being honest and vulnerable and real with myself on these episodes, then it's a thing. <laughs> it's in the world. And I should be okay with that, you know? And that's kind of where I'm at of like, he's really teaching me how to just be faithful, continue to move forward. And that's it. And it's, you know, I'm producing some people's podcasts and I'm watching theirs like, you know, blow three or four times more than mine. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) it's humbling. It's difficult, but man, if, if I'm, if I'm being honest, I, I am being like, I'm being myself, you know? And it's, that's, that's really, there's always that tendency, I think in everything we do to like, try to be somebody else, man. And it's never going to be fulfilling. Like I, I can, compare myself to any other podcaster. I can look at every other show and see what they're doing. But if it's like, you know, if I'm being honest with who I am, then that should be good enough. (laughs) You know, know, I'll tell you from the other side, having been there. Yeah. um, The, the, the success thing is great. You know, I mean, it's notoriety is awesome. I mean, you're a, Oh yeah. (laughs) My subject matter was, I was a guy that didn't know anything. So I was a subject matter expert of asking the questions everyone else was embarrassed to ask. It worked. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I was very transparent that you've already got, you've got an understanding of that. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you this, having been there and where I'm at now, and, and this show does good. I mean, I don't know, a thousand downloads an episode maybe. I don't even know. I don't really look at the stats because – I've already had those huge stats, you know, 10,000 downloads in a week. Yeah. I mean, and then that's small compared to a lot of people. But, I mean, for what I was talking about, it's pretty big. Yeah, for uh, sure. You know, I, I was pretty happy with it. But now my whole perspective has changed, and it's, it echoes really what you're saying. And it's because I'm on the other side of this thing, right? So you've you, you got the perspective before you've gotten there, which is yeah, valuable. Yeah. It's kind of like I wanted a Harley Davidson for years. And I had two brand new ones and they were great and they were pretty and shiny and loud. And, but now I don't care. And I see guys, you know, with their life and savings invested in them. And I'm not knocking Harleys by the way. I like my Kawasaki better than both my Harleys I had, but, um, you know, at at the end, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just, you think that we, we apply ourselves to everybody else's opinions and everybody else's status. And, I noticed it when Carla was sick. I, I spent, I, I got involved on Instagram during that time. I don't really know why, but it made me feel like I was sitting on the interstate with four blown tires. Yeah, I mean, everybody was crushing it, and we were, you know, 
falling away over here. Because yeah. I was comparing myself to those people. That's right. So with the podcast thing, this is what I this is what I try to express to people, especially those trying to start out, getting started, or maybe you know getting hung up on the fifty listeners or the hundred downloads or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I can show you, and I can't show you now because we're audio, but I could show you email after email after email from people from my old show from 2014 to 2018 and people from this current program, people from all walks of life that email me from time to time. And I, it's usually about once or twice a week, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, thank you for doing what you did. Thank you for being true to yourself. Thank you for telling us about Jesus. Thank you for encouraging me. And, you know, if, if I... If that's all I get, I yeah. am so good. I am so good with that. I mean, I don't. I've I've had the accolades. I've had the whatever. I, man, this is kingdom stuff, and I am yeah. so stoked to be a part of the kingdom and to see him doing his thing. It's and good. if he uses this little podcast, man, I yeah. just want to encourage people. So if it's just one person listening, yeah, that I can encourage, that you can encourage, that you can bring to the recognition and the understanding of the kingdom of God, our place at the table with the Father. Man, if we can, if we can just bring one man to that knowledge, we can change his family. What a churchy answer, Kale. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's so funny. That's awesome, man. No, that's that's. I believe it. The, I'm seeing it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Here's, here's the thing. I've been, and we'll probably get into this, but like. Uh, Part of my, I've been doing this, you know, I've, I've got a very full-time job. I've been doing it for 14 years, not super passionate about it. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm one of those guys that went to work, you know, griped about it every second of the day. It, it pays well. And then I have all these dreams and desires in my heart for other things that I want to do, but I don't have time to do. And why God? You know, and so for, for years and years and years, that was ministry for me. And like, I, I mean, for 20 years, man, I, I strived for like church ministry and like, that's, there was going to be a day that I'd get to quit my job and be in full-time ministry. Like that was the, that was the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I got an answer for that one too. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was called to ministry in 1991. Yeah, and I remember it very vividly. And I, I met with the uh, my dad. I freaked my parents out so bad. My dad actually scheduled an appointment with the local pastor, our pastor, local pastor. He was our pastor. Yeah, and we're going to sit down in this guy's office. You know, big office, bunch of books, and uh, this guy's so well respected in my own home. And uh, you know, he's looking at me like I'm an idiot, and I'm like, "Hey, man, you know, God told me that I was <laughs> called to the ministry." Yeah. And he looked at my dad, and he's like, is he serious? And dad's like, well, I mean, kind of freaking us out, but sure. You know, we <laughs> I was not a good kid, right? Yeah. Um, and my pastor at that time looked across the table from me. I've told this a, a many times, so please, if anybody's listening to this and you've heard it, I apologize, but it needs to be restated. The, the pastor looked across at me and said, well, you need to go to seminary. Get out of seminary. We're going to get you a job as a youth director somewhere. Get out of the youth director. We'll probably get you to be an associate, or if you're still into music, we might try to move you toward the you know the music ministry thing, and and then maybe down the road we'll, you can get your own church. Yeah, and and I walked out of that place like, man, screw this, I'm done. If that's as, if that's as big <laughs> as Jesus is, I'm done. And let me tell you, dude, yeah. I went 180 degrees as hard as I could go wow. because 
that was not what I sensed, if you will. That wasn't yeah. what I felt God telling me to do. But I didn't know anything different in regards to ministry than a pastor. Yep. Okay, so let's forward down. Let's fast forward down the road. Um, 20, 20 years. Harley Davidson's Christian Motorcyclist Association road captain. I'm like, hey man, I'm serving Jesus on the Harley, you know. And it was like the emptiest yeah. thing ever. It was a gr- <laughs> it was a good thing, but it was so empty. So I got out of that and I got into uh, Christian radio and spent almost ten years in Christian radio. Absolutely adored it. I would still be doing Christian radio right now if I could have gotten paid. But it just so happens that my opportunity came up in a station that could only afford about $250 a month, and you don't pay bills doing that. Um, I loved it nonetheless and did it for almost 10 years. Um, Probably made less than 10 years than most guys make in a year nowadays. But um, (laughs) So let's let's go in further. A couple of years ago, we had a guy at our, our local church, and he was the media, the volunteer media guy, and he got his feelings hurt rightfully so, and decided he couldn't participate there anymore, and he, and he took off. And he called me one morning about 6.30 and said, hey, can you take this over? And I'm like, well, heck, I've been in radio, I've been in podcast, and uh, you know, I've, I can handle this. And I said, sure. So I went into it, and, and I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. Uh, I'd like to go back and talk to myself two or three years ago to say no. But I, I said yes, and... I worked uh, with the with the media ministry in this church as they were they kicked out they kicked out a great pastor and they brought another pastor in and then they had this huge building project that they had just completely blown up it was just a disaster at every level and <laughs> I really got to see though this is this is how good God is I really got to see from that perspective that the last part of ministry that that I really have a desire to do is in the church. Yeah. Um, How this message is made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, um, yeah, it, it's, it's not for everybody. It's definitely not for me. Yeah. And, and I just saw the denominational dogma and I saw yeah. the, the misappropriation of people, not money, people. Yeah. Like you, you take one guy that's gifted in, uh, loving on people in hospitality, and you want him to be, you know, the janitor. And you got another guy that's because he can clean up good, right? Or you got another guy who has a just a bursting heart for discipleship and small group leadership, and you want to put him in the media closet, right? You know, because he's good with media. It doesn't matter that that's his heart. Yeah, uh, that's good. So I'm kind of jaded, man, uh, a little bit. I guess yeah. you could say I'm offended, but I try not to be. So I'll, I'll, let me just encourage you here. Yeah. Um, ministry happens with every breath you take. That's good. In any in any level in any any forum you find yourself in, you can minister right there. I watch my wife stand behind a chair in a salon for the last twenty five years, and I have seen her do more work for the kingdom. Yeah. Than I saw in my two and a half plus years of. Not being on staff, but being on staff with a church. Now, that will offend a bunch of people, but I've seen the fruit, and yep. it's vastly different. Now, I'm sorry yep. if somebody's listening and they think I'm knocking that church. I'm not. I'm over it. But I, there is work to be done in the kingdom, and the kingdom is us. That's good, man. So That's good. let I mean, me encourage you, the- man. I mean, if you, 
I've, I've been a, I've been a stay at home dad for almost 20 years. I haven't had a job in 20 years. I haven't made a dime necessarily in 20 years to support my family. Uh, you're able to do that. And yeah. it may not be the, the thing you want to do, but man, if God's placed you there, you, you could be a very good reason for you to be there. Yeah. Cause he's got some work for you. Well, it's good talking to you, Kale. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding that's no, how man. you lose a guest folks no it's good bro it's um and i think that is the key so like the lord really had to show like he had he had to fix my heart yeah. like i i can definitely say that my heart was in it's a, it's a miserable place to be someplace for 10 to 12 hours a day and like want to be somewhere else yeah you know that is a a miserable place to be it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be in that place. It just means that you're not receiving something, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And when, when I think that church ministry is what I'm called to, and I, 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 you can't see me, but I'm using the air quotes there, then I'm doing something that I hate 10 to 12 hours a day. And you know how ministry is, especially church ministry. We had a a prayer meeting for the prayer meeting. We had a, you know, prayer meeting for the worship set, like four or five times a week, we're doing something. And it came to a point where for years and years and years, I just desired to help build something. Like I'm a builder in my heart. And I I desired to build a really a, a, equipping and training ministry you know, building up the church mm-hmm. and encouraging the body to be everything they were, they were made to be, you know? Yeah. And I finally had it and I had a group, I had a team with me. I had a group of guys with me. We were doing this thing and I, I realized I'm not any more joyful. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not, I'm not reaping any fruit from, from this effort of four to five times a week. Right. And this was right before COVID broke out. And so I'm doing this, you know, I was doing this, this particular ministry for about a year and a half with an amazing group of guys and so busy, like literally I'm working all day, every day. And then every single evening I would have something on the calendar. And I came to this place where I felt like, well, this is what you do. This is what, you know, when you're called to this, this is what suffering for Jesus looks like. You know, I almost snorted. Sorry. No, dude, it's a, it was like a, it was a mindset that this is what this looks like, you know, I'm, and I, so here's the deal. I was kind of running like the, the prophetic ministry of this, of the, or the the prophetic stream of this ministry. We were trying to run this fivefold ministry and, um, it was awesome. You know, I, I, I'm very passionate about helping encouraging people to, to hear the voice of the Lord and, and, and walk in the prophetic and supernatural encouragement and all that, all that stuff and getting a lot of pushback from within, you know? So people that I'm literally teaching are, are pushing against me big time. And it, I, I will admit that that had a lot to do with my heart turn of towards the church a little bit. Again, I've been, dude, I grew up in church. Like I, I literally, it was something I was going to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> when I got married, I remember telling my wife, our kids are going to church. That's what <laughs> you do. We're going to church. No On matter the Lord's what. day. Yeah. No matter what. 
and I, I was the guy that, you know, driving to church, we'd drive by baseball fields and you'd see people on the baseball field and my heart like, what the heck are they doing? Yeah, you want to flick them off, man. You're supposed to be in church, dude. It's yeah, Sunday. exactly. You're revving up your engine as you're going by, you know, and like, Heathens. and that dude, it, it's real. Like oh, that yeah. is exactly where I was at. It's real. It's very real. And <laughs> the struggle. Yeah. But, but I was called to something different. You know, I was called to, <laughs> yeah. to suffer with Jesus in the four walls of the church. And it just, it, it wore me down, man. And it, March of this year, for the first time ever in my life, I felt the Lord like releasing me from that struggle. I love that <laughs> word. I have lived that word this year. Go ahead. Keep going. This is great. No. And, and, and so this is right before COVID breaks out. I, I sit down with the team and I'm like, guys, I, I, I think I'm done. You know, I, I think that I've been striving for something that I'm really not called to do. And it was like a it was a, a revelation moment for me and my wife and we both were in agreement. This is something that I've been striving for. I actually have what I've wanted. I have a ministry here that I've got freedom, you know, to the, to a point where I can do what I think the Lord wants me to do. And I think I'm done. Mm-hmm. I think I'm finished. And I took a step back and this is where I, I really felt the Lord leading me into a season of rest. Like I have been striving so much that it's exhausting, like literally carrying that burden that we're not called to carry. And so I, I, I stepped away and I, I took a, a short, what I thought was going to be a short time of, re- I, I definitely quit. It wasn't like, you know, I'm going to take a few weeks off. It was like, I, I think I'm done. I took a step back and then COVID hits mm-hmm. and everybody's at home and we're almost forced as a, as a nation, as a, as a people into a place of rest. And it just seemed so right. (laughs) It seemed like the Lord knew that I was not going to let go of that thing on my own, you know? And so he led me and my family into this place of almost like hibernation. And I'm still there. (laughs) And, you know, now it's September and this 2020 is almost over. And I felt like it was yesterday that this happened. You know, he says his yoke is burden as easy as light. Yeah. Yeah. Until you take it on, you don't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> Until you let go of your burden. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so funny, Darren, how listening to you describe what you just went through. Yeah. It's like a carbon copy of our life in the last eighteen months. Yeah. I mean even the words. Yeah. <laughs> even the words. And, yeah. Okay, and just, you know, just in all transparency here, because I'm Mr. Invisible Pants, uh, <laughs> Darren and I have spoken on Facebook a couple of times. Uh, I sent him a link to the new Striper video right before we got started. <laughs> and uh, that's the only communication we've ever had. Um, yeah. This, this, is, this is not just you and I, Darren. There's, there's men listening right now yes. who are here or they're headed there. Maybe they don't even know it yet, but... Our situation is so vastly different, but is so exactly the same. Yeah. We were striving. We were striving after finances, provision. We were striving after our place in the body. We were striving after our service to the kingdom. And God's like, wait a minute. Would you just stop and let me do the work? Yeah. (laughs) Think about the scripture where it says, that in our weakness, his power is perfected. 
<laughs> how much weaker can a man be than sitting in a recliner yeah. versus trying to run around and plan mm. something at a church yep. or a ministry? I'm not knocking ministry. We're doing ministry right now. Yeah. But at the same time, there's a paradigm shift. And going back before COVID, right about the time COVID happened, we, we talked about uh, when, you know when the churches quit meeting and then the, the electronic yep. church was starting, which is a great uh, a great record by the way by Toddy Funk, who plays <laughs> used to play bass for Diverse City with Toby Mac. But um, you know when you look when you look at how things have changed, and then now they're trying to go back, but sometimes they can't because somebody gets sick, this and that. I think God, I think God wants, at least for my family. I think he wants us, I'm convinced he wants us to to embrace the paradigm shift mm. and to embrace the point where it's him and not a list of rules. That's now, good. I just lost three quarters of the audience to hyper grace. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Jesus is big enough for everything. And yeah. he wants to partner with us. You know, so... Like my kids, they want to be filmmakers. So I started this little media company. I'm a podcaster. They want to be filmmakers. We got a little media company. We're partners. Yeah. They need gear. Dad, I need a lens. Okay, let's go to Best Buy. It'll get here quicker than Amazon. You know, I mean, it's yeah. It's not they got to get down on the floor and beg and roll around for five days and you so know, good. put on dirt clothes and roll. You know, I mean, good gosh, man. If you, I'm your dad. So good. <laughs> oh, and get this. They're adopted in real life. Yeah. Just like we are in Whoa. real life. So my adopted kid comes and says, Dad, I need a lens or I need this new plug-in for Unity because I, I can't get the arms to work right on this first-person game I'm trying to build. And I'm like, okay, cool, click. Okay. <laughs> so my, my natural-born son, if you will, my third-born son, he actually came out of my wife. <laughs> he comes and says, Dad, I really want to try to get this action man figure from 1967. Uh, and I found a really good deal on eBay. It's $22. Click. Yep. He, did, he didn't have to, he didn't get any greater uh, advantages because he was birthed from my wife's body. So good. Than my adopted kids do. And so they're adopted, man, but I don't even, I have to think about it to say it, right? So they're six, they're 17 and, and 15. So. I've had them from the day they came home. You know, they're my kids. And Jesus, yeah, I mean, Jesus is the same way, man. He, he, he laid down his righteousness so that we could pick it up. He picked up ours in our place so that we could sit at the table with him and the Father. Yeah. And we're out trying to make something happen? Give me a break, yeah. man. There is power in rest. So good. We, we have lived it in our life and our family. And, and I'm telling you, you will be amazed. Uh, and you probably already are at some of the things happen in your house. Yeah. But how, when you just stop and slow down, man, things, that's when things get going. Cause you're not chasing anything anymore. It's good. Sorry. I, I, yeah. I, I, no, man, that's good. <laughs> what, one thing that's amazing is when you, I really have to, and I've, I've heard you do it a couple times already, but I really have to like guard my heart towards criticism of the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, that's something that we just have to do. Yeah. 
but I think there's a thing of like when you step out of something, you get to take a greater look at it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord has really revealed a lot of things to me about the system that I was a part of. Right. And I'm not talking about this local ministry I was a part of, but like the system as a whole, I think produces, there is something about this religious spirit, man, that it is, it is tricky. It is deceiving and it's overwhelming. And you can sit here and think I'm free from religion, but it is so easy to, to jump into that thing. And it, it work you like a puppet, man. Oh yeah. You can, you can be free from religion and then have religion about being free from religion. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And that, that's and I, hard, you know, that's like you're saying, you got to be very cautious because the enemy walks around seeking who he can devour. That's right. And there's, there, there's something about the Lord's really magnified this seasonal, the seasonal thing with me mm-hmm. of like understanding seasons and how they shift and how they change and how you have different friends and different seasons. And it's, I'm learning to be okay with that. Yeah. You know, that, I am in a different place now. My heart is actually in a different place than it was a few months ago. And that sometimes when you leave a season, you leave friendships. And it's not that they were bad. It's just that they're not for this season, this next season. And there's there's a reason hindsight's 2020. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, it it, it does, in my heart, it seems like yesterday that I was called to stay in my home and and you know grow with my family and and love on them and treat them differently than I've treated them in the last 15 years you know but I don't know man I'm just I'm in this place now where everything is just there's so much peace and I think that's probably the the thing is it's okay for us to experience peace for whatever reason I had the impression, and I believe it was that religious spirit that makes you think that we don't deserve, I'm not talking about comfort, I'm not talking about prosperity gospel, even though I do believe we're called to prosper. (laughs) Amen. I believe it's a prosperity gospel, not a, you know, broke broke gospel. I do believe that. But I didn't give myself permission to actually receive the fruit that the Holy Spirit provides and produces. And my, you know, my whole kingdom bringer brand is the idea that we carry the kingdom of God inside of us. It's a powerful kingdom. And like Luke 17, 21 says, it is inside of me. I got to believe that I have access to the kingdom fruit, to the kingdom things. And when you're in that lifestyle of church ministry, that's, that's the reason I keep seeing church ministry. I think we've had it wrong. Mm-hmm. I do. I think that the, specifically the American church, it has become something that I don't believe Jesus desired when he looked at Peter and said, yeah, you heard from the Lord. I'm going to build my church on yeah. that. You know, I, I just don't think that he saw this working the way that we're trying to make this thing work. And it produces burnout. It produces stress. It produces all kinds of things that don't look like Holy Spirit fruit. And I'm telling you, man, you said it. We we deserve, as as children of the king of everything, we deserve rest. And we deserve peace. 
and we deserve joy. And so this whole calling thing, I think we need to also look at that. What are we called to do? Yeah. What is, what is calling? What does that even mean? I'm called to suffer. I'm called to take on a hundred people's burdens as a pastor. Yeah. You know, no, that's not what that means. That's not being humble. That's being stupid. Yeah. That's, that's, that's like early heart, heart disease. <laughs> yeah. That is not fibromyalgia you know, or something. Yeah. You know, and th- I think there's a thing for false humility too, you know, be humble, walk in humility, but we're still called to have authority. You know, well, <laughs> Let me, let me let me just throw two things in here. Uh, I was thinking last night, the only quiet time in my house is the shower. So just take that picture out of your head. I get more revelation there than anywhere, man. That's you're it, more, man. It's like the water comes on and it's like I'm getting drained on by the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so uh, I'm thinking about denominations. Um, and it was like, I never never thought about it this way before, and I'm not going to say necessarily this was divine intuition, but I thought about a father that, that writes his will, a wealthy father that writes his will, and he's got these kids that have grown up wealthy, you know, with all the, the gifts that they ever wanted. They were, they were theirs, you know, just beck and call kind of a thing. And then when he dies, before the will is read, they're already bickering about who's getting what. You know, this belongs to me. That's mine. He liked me better. They get to the they get to the lawyer's office, and the will is read, and they find out that everything the father had, they all have equal shares. Nobody got more or less than the other. Yeah. And I just got to thinking about how that relates to denominations, where we have the same father. He's equally dispersed to us everything we need. That's good. But we want to act like the kids before the will is read to say, no, nah, we got it because we can do this, or no, we got it because we don't play instruments, or no, we got it because our women can't wear pants, or whatever. Yeah. And and the father's, you know, of course, he's looking down scratching his head thinking, if you just read the will, y'all all got it all. That's so good. And I'll, I'll go back to the friends thing real quick you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, my wife been a hairstylist since 1996 been in the business for that long we we got married in 99 so we, we've been doing this together for a long time and uh had a friend that she made when she first went into the business and this girl lady has followed her around and been a friend and worked in the shop and all this stuff with her for years and years carla gets sick goes to the house she's out of work for i think it's right at 12 or 13 months total and goes back to work and she's heard from this lady one time (laughs) yeah that's right and it offends me right because i'm the husband and to me i'm thinking it probably hurts my wife's feelings so i'm gonna get offensive about it so i mentioned it to her i said you know what's up with that and she said not everybody's made to go the whole journey with us (laughs) not everybody can go where we're going because the place that we were is not the place we're headed that's right. And that's not even being critical of that person. No, at all. it's just it's being real. That's right. So I had some really sincere, what I considered very close friends when I was at this church in this position. And we would, at the very least, spend a couple of hours a week every Monday uh, together at lunch and 
It was like we didn't miss. You know, it's just we did it every week. Yeah. In addition to being at church three or four times a week together, you know, and texting all the time and whatever. Yep. When I resigned my position was the week that Carla began her radiation treatment, which meant that we had to social distance before anybody else was doing it. So we've been, you know, we've been social distancing since December. Yeah. From that moment forward. It's really great sometimes. Yeah, yeah. From that moment forward, I haven't heard but from one of those men. Yeah. And the only thing that's changed is I just quit going to the church with them. Yep. So I want to encourage you guys that are listening who have been hurt, got their feelings stepped on and and whatever. I mean, you, you're listening to guys, and both of us have on Transparent Britches today. Right. And um, we hadn't even gotten to talk about Darren's podcast yet. But, <laughs> you know, it's you're not by yourself. Yeah. You know, you're not by yourself uh, trying to figure it out. And I'm 46 years old, and I'm still scratching my head. Okay, God, I hear you. I stood out in the yard the other night looking at the stars, and I said, okay, if you'll just give me a hint. Yeah. Like just a hint. And I'm being I'm telling you the truth. This really happened. I'm standing in my yard by myself looking at the stars, not that God is in the stars, but I'm just looking up saying if you'll just give me a, hint, a glimpse, if you'll just give me a nudge, if you'll just thump me or whatever. Yeah. I will go where you want me to go. I will do what you want me to do. Mhm. And I haven't been thumped or nothing yet, but <laughs> I'm I'm still the same guy. I'm still I'm still quite interested in knowing exactly what he wants me to do. But until I know that I need to change direction, I'm going to keep rolling with the last thing I heard. And here well, we man, I, I want to say too, like, cause I know there are, there are men listening to this right now that think they're doing something wrong because they don't have a, a big list of friends. Yeah. And it is, that is a lie from the pit of hell. I believe that mm-hmm. if you look at Jesus in his life, which I think we should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. This is called what? Modern Christian men? Christian men. <laughs> Ones who are following Jesus. I think he was more more vulnerable and open to three men than he was with the rest of his disciples that he probably considered very good friends. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a small number. And if you look at his whole life, which was, you know, we have access to about three years of it, but you look at his, at his ministry, we'll say that. It grows and it grows and it grows. And by the time at the end, he's hanging on a cross completely naked with one or two people standing by him. Yeah. That's it. And we're actually called to live that life. Yeah. We're called to live the, the life and do the things that Jesus did. And, you know, specifically, Peter, James, and John had more access to him than anybody else. He took them to places and they experienced like more things with him than anybody else did. And that's okay. And I really think it's important for us to kind of do a, <laughs> a checklist of our friendships and really see, are these church relationships only? Mm-hmm. Cause that's okay too, to have those. Yeah. But, but there's something out there too. We are not called to be vulnerable with everybody. We're not. Jesus wasn't. Jesus showed three people stuff on that mount of config, you know, transfiguration. They saw things that nobody else. And so for us to think that the whole world has to know our stuff is just not the truth. I think that it, 
we need to be okay with, with fewer. <laughs> yeah. We need to be okay with minimal in our lives. I, I believe that because there's something too about the church ministry that is like, we need growing numbers. We need, I need influence over more people in my life. Man, I just, we need to be okay with the season that we're in. We need to be okay with where the Lord's got us right now. And if I'm influencing my family only, I'm doing my job. Oh, absolutely. And God, God's using your own voice to speak to you about your podcast right now, too. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good, bro. Yeah, I, and I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I've got a friend of mine named Chris. Chris and I have been friends since 1993. And uh, it's ridiculous. There was, a, there was a, a span of about 10 or 15 years that we were kind of disconnected due to some circumstances that were neither here, me or him. It was just outside stuff. And we kind of lost contact with each other. We, neither one of us were MySpace Center or whatever, you know, and yeah. we, we catch back up with you, each other a few years later, and it's like we're 18 years old again. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, yeah. Didn't, we didn't lose anything. And, you know, you know, a handful of people, you're right. It is, man, and this goes back to the influencing thing when you get on the Internet and you look at everybody else doing all this fun stuff and, yeah. Trying to live your life vicariously through them. We have to be good with what what he's given us to work with. And that doesn't mean I want anybody to say I'm telling you to settle. Because, right. you know, our model is not a model of settling. That's good. But my dad, among other things, used to tell me I was so, I was such a braggart. I was so not humble. <laughs> You know, I was so condescending and, and self-consumed, and I really was. I don't really know why. I mean, I was not athletic, not athletically built. I was a pretty decent-looking guy. Back then, had a lot of hair, uh, <laughs> a lot of swagger. And, uh, of course, I grew up with my hero being Han Solo, you know, so why would I not have swagger? Yeah. And it took me a very long time and God really had to to help me come to grips with myself, and it was not a lot of fun to really realize what you've done over the past twenty five years, you know, to other people and whatnot. But I got to realize that I had been condemned from the outside for so long for my attitude about my 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 ability to appreciate myself, if yeah. you will. Yeah. And then I realized that. That was actually a gift. God did make me that way. Now, he didn't make me be the braggart or the you know the piece of garbage I lived for many, many years. But he, he gave me the ability to speak in that fashion to brag on him. Yeah. And I found that what the devil meant for bad <laughs> was actually a gift that God had given me to brag on him. And so when I when I tell people, man, you do sit at the table with Jesus. Mm. Christ is in you, and you're in Christ. I'm not joking. You know, I'm serious because it's in the Bible and it's yeah. the truth. Yeah. So when I tell people that I'm Jesus's favorite, they are That's too. Good. That's good. But I'm not scared to say that out loud. You, you can be, say you what better, you want to say. That's right. But he, he said it about me. And good. I'm not afraid to remind you, the devil, or myself That's what good. he said about me. Yep. And, you know, I think a lot of guys 
go for the humble humble thing, and I've tried it. It doesn't work for me. Um, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but it just, you know, he's bigger than all of that. He's Good. proven he's bigger than that. And, and all we have to do is be willing vessels. Yeah. Well, let me say this, Gail, too, with, with humility, I think we, we try to do the humble thing in regards to our relationship with other people, and that's not going to work. Because there's going to be plenty of people that I truly am better than at things. Yeah. Right? There's going to be plenty trophies. of people. There's going to be plenty of people that are better than me at things. That's not me being humble. That's me comparing myself to other people. Humility is me comparing myself to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I am not that. No. <laughs> right? So I can be humble in that, but I can still walk in my identity as a son in the kingdom. Sonship, man, if, if we have sonship figured out, if we really know who we are, we're going to be so content with our circumstances. We're going to be so content with our jobs. We're going to be so content with, with who we are. And again, contentment doesn't mean I'm not moving forward. It just means that I'm not having to strive anymore to be something that I'm uncomfortable with. I'm very comfortable in my kingdom skin right now. I'm very comfortable with my place as a child in the kingdom at the table with Jesus. I'm very comfortable with that. And I don't have to do or say anything else to make myself feel better <laughs> or make you think better about me. I know who I am, you know? And yeah, that, that sounds very braggart, doesn't it? Well, it's <laughs> sounds truth. very But it you sounds better know. bold and it sounds like I have authority over my day. <laughs> you know, like this is my day with the, with the king of kings and I've been adopted into his family. That's pretty freaking sweet. <laughs> well, listen, you better know who you are because if something happens, the devil's going to come and try to convince you you're not. Yep. When that doctor sits across from you and your wife and he's like, you know, I'm really sorry to tell you, you have a cancerous tumor the size of a cantaloupe inside your vagina. Wow. You better know who you are. Yeah. Because real quick, man, you can go the other direction. Yeah. And then your words start changing. That's right. And when your words start changing, your world starts changing. That's good. And then the next thing you know, somebody's dead because y'all forgot who you was. That's good. Man, I tell you, we got to be reading the same Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you wonder sometimes, huh? Yeah. Yeah. If people reading the same the same passage of scriptures, the same... I guess it's translations now. We got umpteen yeah. hundred translations of this thing, but every one of them point to Jesus. Yeah. Every single one of them. They do. And and he loves us so freaking much and wants us to grow and to go. It's good. You know, I mean he wants to see us all just I I tell people sometimes they you know, you you read the Lord's Prayer and we we think that's what we're supposed to say when actually it's kind of the model. They call it the model prayer for a reason, right? Right. And I got real serious uh, about about making it a model and trying yeah. to pray that as reality. Yeah. And, you know, when it says your kingdom come on this earth as it is in heaven, now I really latched onto that part, man. Oh. Because I got to I got to thinking – I mean, he was here and brought the kingdom to this earth. 
yeah. the kingdom of God to this earth. He invaded this realm with his power when he was descended upon by the dove, and then he mm. went forth in power, and then he raised himself after the crucifixion, defeating hell in the grave. He came and lived on the earth some more, and then he said, I'm sending you my comforter to be with you, which means that I'm going to take, I'm going to go back up, but I'm going to send my power right back down. And this power is going to be really cool because instead of one man walking around Israel, it's going to be inside of everybody that asks for it. So good. Which means they can exercise it whenever they want to. Yep. There goes some hyper grace people again. Yep. Sit down. I'm not finished. But we have that power inside of us to be yeah, able I mean, to do the things he needs us to do. Oh, did I just say God needed us to do something? Yes. <laughs> he, just like God can't write you a check because he's got no bank account. That's right. It don't mean money don't show up at your house. I've been there. I've gone to the mailbox. I've seen checks of thousands of dollars when there was no income for my family. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in the mailbox. Crazy. It happens in real life, not just on the teacher, the preacher TV shows. It happens sure. in real life. Yep. But I did pray that God's kingdom, I pray every day for God's kingdom to come to this earth as it is in heaven, most especially in my family's house, because okay. I want to leave a legacy so that my children can see this, recognize it, and ask for it themselves. I'm not saying begging. I'm not saying, oh, dear no. God, you know. No, just request. A prayer is like a requisition form. It's so good, man. You know, I wasn't in the military, but I, I, I've worked in telecom and other jobs where we had to write out a requisition form and turn it in. They would give us what we asked for. That's prayer. Oh, that makes a bunch of people mad. Go read the Bible. You don't have to listen to me. Go read the Bible. I mean, I'm just telling you it's in there. It's good. But, but God is so anxious for us to, to, to just take a step with him. You know, step on the water. It'll turn hard. And yeah. I, I think that we have been beat down for so long. The enemy has brought so much division into the body through church, through denomination, through false teachers, you know, uh, misguided individuals, whatever you want to call them. Um, but the thing we have to remember is every one of those people that's done something stupid in the name of Jesus has been made yeah. out of the same dirt and spit we were. It's good. And, um, you know, none of us are infallible. There was but one infallible, and he's waiting his hopefully pretty soon return. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that passage of Scripture you were talking about, the Lord's Prayer, it's, I've I've always been fascinated with, that particular line that you talk about, but the part that really changed my heart as of late is the very first words in that thing. Our father, Our father, knowing my position as a son in the kingdom changes everything. <laughs> and even Jesus himself had to position himself as a son. Like you said, filling out that requisition form. If I'm doing it in any other way, if I'm doing it as a, you know, low down, dirty sinner, I'm not doing it the right way. If I'm doing it as I'm so gross and disgusting, Father, I'm not doing it the right way. I'm a son in the kingdom. I'm a son talking to a father. That changes everything, man. It does. It does. And that's the one thing that it seems, I know for me personally, it was, it was uh, Wild at Heart, John Eldridge back in the day 
Steve, yeah. A buddy of mine, Stephen, God bless him, I hadn't talked to him in years, came into the salon one evening to get his hair cut with Carla. Stephen's got a beautiful head of hair, by the way. Still, to this day, I'm so jealous. He sounds very handsome. He is very handsome. He's very tall, too. I'm neither one of those. Um, he came in with this book, and it was wild at heart. And I was like, what is this, man, like The Hobbit or something? Because it's got the, you know, had the guy jumping from rock yeah. to rock. You know, I'm like, is this like The Hobbit? <laughs> He's like, nah, dude, this is going to rock your world. And I'm like, what? He said, just yeah. read it. The next thing I know, I've ordered the DVD set. I'm doing men's groups. You know what I'm saying? It was, oh, yeah. it did rock my world. Yeah. But that was, that was uh, 2001. And it's taken yep. me from 2001 to 2000, probably 18, to really get a grasp of who God says he is in regards to me as my good, good father. You know, it's not just a song you sing at church with the acoustic guitar. Man, God is so good. He is such a good daddy. And being a daddy, myself, I know how I want to love on my kids and do good for them, and sometimes they need correction. That's good. But it doesn't change how I feel in love for them, you know, and it's just, man, the, the adoption thing really helped me see about that part of yeah, I mean, the love and and growing now with now five kids and and raising them and being there with them every day for the last 17 years. Y'all pray for me. Um, you know, you see even more of God in it. And it's just, if we could just stop looking at our problems and our misunderstanding of who he says he is in his very own word, not my opinion, we could fix a lot. Yeah, man. We could fix a whole bunch. Tell me about the Kingdom Bringer podcast because I love the title because I'm a kingdom-focused guy. Yeah. And um, I think we, we have some, some musical taste we share as well. Yeah, man. Uh, it's a wonder we've never crossed paths in the last 25 <laughs> years. But um, yeah. I, I got to know because I want guys listening uh, to this program to know about your program because we've heard your heart. Yeah. How, how, are we, how can we get a hold of what you're doing with your show? Man, my, the heart behind my podcast, so the, the whole brand of Kingdom Bringer was 2013. The Lord really, I, you know, I'd been a Christian my whole life. I was on that heaven train my whole life. <laughs> but I realized there's so much more than just waiting at a bus stop, you know. Yeah. There's so much more than just waiting for that ejector seat to get pushed so that I can go to heaven someday. And when, when I found out, when I learned about the kingdom of God, living inside of me and that like in uh first corinthians when it says that the the kingdom is not a matter of talk but of power i believed mm -hmm. that i had a powerful kingdom living inside of me yeah. and that i had a purpose greater than just waiting around for god to take me home someday that wherever i go whatever i do i'm called and commissioned simply because i'm a son in the kingdom to, to release that kingdom everywhere I go. And so I do believe that I carry the kingdom. I do believe that you and everybody listening carries the kingdom of God inside of them. And so my podcast, I try to have people on that can talk about all the different ways that they release the kingdom of God. And so I talk to people about, I've, you know, I've had worship, amazing worship leaders on that release the kingdom through worship. I have people on that uh, more recently, I've kind of been on this vein of, um, uh, sex trafficking. And so there's some people that have some amazing, powerful ministries that are rescuing people from um, a life of sex trafficking. And yeah, man, I just, I, I'm, I'm very passionate about people understanding that they play a part 
in this thing and that God is, God is choosing to not do this on his own, that he's actually invited us to participate in the changing of the culture and that we have influence because we are within. <laughs> We're called to be in the world, but not of the world because you can, you can only influence from within. And so I guess for my more recent journey, it's a matter of quit staying in the freaking four walls of the church and go influence the world. And that's kind of where I'm at. So yeah, man, it's a, it's a thing that I, I hope encourages people to understand, uh, their God given purpose and what they were created for is so much more than just asking him into their heart so they can go to heaven someday. I love that dude. I yeah. love that. And it's, it is so real, not surreal, but it is so real. And it just, man, it just makes me ache from the inside out when I see people who either don't want it, not looking yeah. for it, not interested. Uh, it's not what grandma said. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of the above. It just tears me up inside. Yeah. Because there is such a freedom, and you're finding that freedom now in yeah. this break. And man, I'm telling you, there is such a freedom that God has just supplied us. Yeah. It does not have to be rules and regs. It doesn't have to be dogma. It doesn't have to be denominational. It is Jesus and nothing else, man. He is enough. So good. And I'll, I'll never forget my wife when she was going through treatment. Carla was sitting there, man, and it was it was really hard. She had a she had a hard time through it, and she's she's great now. But she was in a really low spot one of these days, and we were talking about things, and she said, "Well." You know, I just told the Lord that I considered it a privilege to be a part of what he's doing. Wow. And I'm thinking, you know, you, the doctor just told you you didn't, couldn't live but four months, and you're talking about a privilege? You know, I was yeah. almost offended. Yeah. Why are you talking about privilege? It's good. Life or death, man. And she looked at me, and she's like, don't be foolish. Mm. <laughs> don't you love it when your wife says, don't be foolish? <laughs> and she said, everything we're doing we should be honored to do it. Now, now God didn't give her cancer. You know, God didn't make her sick. No, I'm not going, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm That's saying right. is she grew through that time. I grew through that time. That's right. I look back on it now and I have to say what a privilege it is to be able to serve in this kingdom. Wow. You know, and he is, it is like guerrilla warfare. And that's the one thing that we've forgotten from the, you know, the vacation Bible school days of 1981, onward Christian soldiers. That's we good. sitting up here thinking, man, we just, you know, we can wear skinny jeans and our, our what are the man girdles or whatever and look all pretty <laughs> for Sunday morning and, and go out and, and make some cute pictures on Instagram or something during the week and we good because we're not drinking beer or not looking at porn. Yeah. Man, God's got a whole lot more for all of us to do than what yep. we're doing. And yep. it doesn't mean that you got to go down and get your knees dirty or you got to go get dirt under your fingernails or, you know, go move to a third world country and, and get syphilis or hepatitis or some disease somewhere. No, yeah. I don't know how you get syphilis but as a missionary, but don't that, that kind of come out wrong. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. he, he's not asking not usually us. Usually by accident. Yeah, but go ahead. yeah, he's not asking us to do any of that, man. He says, just put on your gear and stand. That's so good. And when you've got all the gear on, I don't know how you could do much more than stand anyway, because I'm not Iron Man. You know, I can't move in that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he didn't ask us to. He said, just stand. He, he is, it is, 
It is so easy to be a child of the king. Yeah. It is so easy. It's a matter of being and not doing. And I think <laughs> exactly. there's a reason we're called human beings, right? Yep. Not human doings. And I think that at least that's what I've experienced. I, I was a, I've been a part of the system of church ministry that I think produces a lot of doing. Mm-hmm. It produces a lot of doing. And I think if we really were, would understand the being aspect of this, man, we would understand that it's a privilege. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's really a responsibility. If you're going to call yourself a follower of Christ— to step into to who he was, to put him on, like the scriptures say, right? To actually put him on like a like a like a coat. Yes. This is now who I am, and I'm going to step into sonship. And it's it's Darren's lifestyle and sonship and journey is going to look different than Kale's. Yep. It's going to look different than than Jimmy's. It's going to look different than Carl's. It's just going to look different. But we're we're all sons in the kingdom. And that comparison spirit of looking at somebody else and wondering why my life doesn't look like that. Well, because you're not that person. <laughs> I, got a, I got a buddy named Mike. Mike's a, a former drug addict. And, you know, Mike's had a heck of a life, man. I need to have Mike on the show. But, you know, Mike, Mike's done all this stuff and he's, he's seen all these things. And he, he's, he's got a way that he can talk to people that I can't go talk to. Yeah. They won't listen to me. But Mike is full of Jesus, slam full of the love of the kingdom. He understands grace, and he can share it with somebody that's, that's in the gutter that it's won't good. even look twice at me. Or if they do, they just want something, you know. But he can yeah. relate to them. You know, just, just like I got a friend, Carl. Um, Carl's skin's a lot darker than mine. He can reach yeah. a whole different group of guys than I can. That's what I love about Jesus, man. He called so, us all. He called us all, and he gave us the same power. He gave us the same authority in the same place at the table. We all got the same signet ring on. Yeah. We just you know, gotta... I'm a father too, man. I've got three girls. I've got three daughters, and I do not want them all to be alike. No. As a father, I want them all to, to find and experience like the gifts and the talents and the personalities that God's given each one of them. And to experience that to the fullest. I never want to look at my youngest daughter and say, why aren't you more like your older sister? Mm-hmm. Ever. That's just, that's stupid. Like, I want them to learn who they are, become who they are, and really be unique and, and creative and everything. That I want them to be something that the world's never seen. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I don't well, want them I, to be. I pray for, I pray for world-changing world kids, man. The church, okay, the church should be that. We should be the most innovative. We should be the most creative. We should absolutely be transforming culture. Yeah. I believe that 100%. And you say the church, you mean the body of Christ, not the building with four walls. The body of Christ, but I think the four walls is is making a bad impression of what that's supposed to look like. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yep. I agree. You can cut that part out if you want. No, it's okay. It's uh, it's the life I live, man. I tell you, these these guys listen to this show know, man, that that if it comes up, it comes out, and I don't mean to sometimes. Um, I think I think Little Rascal, one of my favorite gospel hip hop artists, says, you know, the Lord made me this way. <laughs> it's not my fault. You can blame him. That's right. <laughs> I need to have him on one day, Delbert. Man, he's awesome. Um, before we go, before we go, I want to know uh, what what what's the What's your favorite music you're listening to right now? I've never asked this question on the show, but I just want to ask you because I know you're into music. Yeah, man. I've 
so I, I was in uh, concert promotions for a few years too, and I, I've always been a heavy music guy. I've always been into some some metal and some hardcore stuff. Um, I will say that my my uh, taste has been transformed a little bit now. I'm I, I'm more into everything. I'm I'm into oldies stuff now. I love oldies. Um, I'm kind of getting introduced to some stuff through my my wife likes that indie stuff, and I you know some of it's okay, but I'm I'm a sucker for for heavy rock music for sure. So like Project eighty six is my favorite band of all time. Spy Hunter. Yes, sir. And I've I've promoted I think ten of their shows and Andrew's got uh, a great podcast, by the way. He does. He does. He is a creator and he likes to build up creatives and he's a fantastic lyricist. I've always admired that about him. But yeah, I I'm a sucker for I kind of grew up in that that new metal era, so I like, you know, some of those late nineties bands for sure. But yeah, man, I, I, I'm a worship guy too. I love just, I love great, powerful worship that puts me into the presence of God and, um, anything. I will say too, that music for me was a very religious thing too, man. I avoided, (laughs) I avoided some really good music a lot of my life because it wasn't quote unquote Christian. So, um, I'm I'm kind of catching up on some of the stuff I missed <laughs> too a little bit. <laughs> some of that stuff from 2005 to 2010 where I it 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 was not they were not on a Christian label or they weren't tooth and nail so they yeah. weren't they weren't for me but there's good music man and the Lord actually speaks to me a lot through music and um I'm very I'm very passionate about music. Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah, I was a big Project 86 fan. My kids love my, – actually, my oldest boys like Project 86. Yeah, man. And um, I used to play that. When I had the hard music show, it was it was all that stuff. And I wish I would have had some recordings of that that show back in the day because I would love for my kids, number one, to hear it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would love to share some of that music, you know, Haste the Day. and. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I was really into Blindside too. I like. Oh yeah, they were really good. Yeah, I can't remember. Those one of those favorite. My favorite song by Blindside. I can't remember it now, but the video was kind of weird. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm trying like to and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. was the the Twenty One Pilots? I'm, I understand that they were actually members of um, uh, the band that did Serial Sleepers. Who was that? Oh, it's a trio. I love that song. I love Twenty One Pilots. See, I've never listened, but it's my understanding yeah. that two of those guys were members of a band that I used to play on the Z Revolution back in the day. But interesting, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it's uh, good stuff. Music's always been a big deal for me as well. I, I've always been a, a rock and hip hop kind of guy. I, I'm, I'll enjoy yeah. pop music. I like good hip hop too. I, I feel like Christian hip hop has come so far, and it is so good right now. Um, oh, yeah. There's some really good stuff. Yeah. So I've I've kicked around the idea of of calling uh, DJ Madge and ask him if he want to do a a hip yeah. a hip hop podcast about the history of Christian hip hop music. Oh, that's awesome! And I'm like Mike. I keep I, I get on Facebook and I see Mike on Facebook and I'm like uh, I'm not gonna bother. He's probably gone fishing. <laughs> One of the nicest guys on the planet, by the way. Yeah, DJ Madge. So yeah. Um, anyway, man, I've really enjoyed catching up with you. I hope that I haven't taken too much of your time. Oh man, I love this. I, to be honest with you, I'm not a guest very often. I, I enjoy it a lot. I, I enjoy being on other people's shows and and sharing with them and learning more about them too. Yeah, well, man. I, I love what you're doing, the Kingdom Bringer, and um, you know, 
Uh, have you talked to Cliff Graham, the guy that writes uh, the Christian fiction about David and all the mighty men? He, he's no, I not. He's heavily involved in the uh, the. This is not going to sound right. Well, actually, he's involved in the rescue of of trafficked individuals. Let me say it that way. Yeah. His name is Cliff Graham. Written some of my favorite books I've ever read. And uh, Day of War, I think, is the first one. You should read it. If for nothing else, it'll just set you yeah. on fire. Yeah. Um, but it's about David and his mighty men. That's amazing. Biblical <laughs> fiction. It's And some people would say, well, the Bible's fiction. No, man, this stuff is hot. <laughs> I mean, real fiction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like blood and guts, man. I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, David went and played the harp somewhere. <laughs> you know, he's out kicking butt and taking names. and it's good. Yeah, Cliff Graham. Look him up. He's awesome, guys. Former military, and uh, I'm pretty sure he's running. He's running some ops that that help rescue people. And uh, yeah, yeah. That, you know, that's a problem we don't even talk about in this country. I'm glad to see it get some news here lately. Yeah. And uh, I, I pray for those kids, man. I, you know, as a dad, you're you're a dad. I'm a dad. Can't imagine that. Um, but we, we heaven gotta, knows where they're at, man. Yep. Heaven knows every single one of them. Every single one of them are uh, on God's radar. Yep. I believe that 100. percent And to me, that's more proof that God can absolutely rescue every single person from every single situation. But he he chooses to partner with his kids to to bring the kingdom yeah. to this planet. So that's good. You got any no, merch I, with the Kingdom Bringer? I don't. I need to. So I use. I, I had a uh, KB apparel for a little while where I was creating some shirts. I'm, I'm, I'm real big on identity. So yeah. all my shirts had like an identity word, like, uh, you know, chosen or approved or whatever. And, right. uh, I, I shut that down pretty quick. I'm kind of getting into the, the marketplace a little more like in my mind. Yeah. It's funny how we talked about that <laughs> inside the four walls, man. You're, uh, your mind's not real open to the marketplace for whatever reason yeah. too. Well, that's because I, that's a bad word. I didn't think I was deserving of uh, being able to make money, but I believe that I have the ability to create wealth, my friend. Yeah. So, well, like I, I am, said, Jesus has got no checkbook. He can't write it for you. That's exactly right. So we have to be creative. God yep. gives us those things to create in this realm so that we can not only buy our own groceries, but we can fund the kingdom work. So good. Put like we, your seeds in good dirt, man. I wonder if he wants us to be greater givers. Oh, absolutely. I wonder if he wants... <laughs> so I think that means that we're going to have to figure out some some kingdom ways to produce some fruit. He says to, to be, be generous on every occasion. That's right. That's you can't good. be generous if you broke. That's right. That's right. I can preach I'll... on that and I won't. Dude, I'm just I'm sick and tired of, you know, having to ask for donations every time my washing machine breaks you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like, that's not kingdom no nope. it's not no we it's should not. be buying washing machines for other people amen let me, let me tell you about the kingdom real quick yeah so guys listen if, if you've heard this i'm sorry i'm going to go this real quick with darren my wife is the sole breadwinner of our household she has been since we got married virtually yeah. uh, i went to work for her in 2001 we got married in 1999 so that shows you how long it's been since i had a job um <laughs> No insurance, pretty much no savings, pretty much no external means of generating income. She gets, she gets sick. She's unable to work for 12, 13 months. My house payment was paid. Car payments were paid. Our building that we worked in was paid every month. Our groceries were continually there. 
our credit wow. co- our credit scores increased during that time. And it wasn't because of anything other than people being generous. And I'll tell wow. you, this is the crazy part about it, Darren. We know a lot of people who could be very generous if they chose. Yeah. That have gobs of money. Yes. We've been placed in a position where we know people that have gobs of money. But do you know the people that gave the most were the people that you would least expect? Yeah. And I, I still hadn't really figured out what God's trying to teach me with that. Although we've been, we've been givers for years. Carla and I have, I mean, we're, she's, yep. that's like her first spiritual gift. It's my third. Uh, <laughs> we got this, the guy of the, of the three, the top three we share too. It's really weird. Uh, but anyway, we, we've been givers and, and we've seen it return. Yeah. So we believe in giving now more than we've ever, and I'm not talking about your tithe. Okay. That's right. Yeah. I'm not talking tithe. You better be paying your tithe or, or he can come in and get around your fence because your fence won't be there. <laughs> Pay your tithe, they build your fence. Now we're talking about giving. Some of y'all at church call it the offering. Yeah. That's different than your tithe. That's a whole other topic. I'm not even going to go down that road. That's an hour and a half subject right there. But the, Quit putting your tithe in the basket. Yeah, and put your gift in somebody's hands if you see a need. So good. And and I only say that because people were so good to us, and and I and and all the the GoFundMe updates and whatever you know I do, I, was, I would always thank people for being the hands and feet of Jesus, because that's how I saw it. I saw Jesus show up in my house almost every single day. Yeah. And and I've got stories that blow people's minds. I'm sure we'll get to them on the show one of these days. My wife's probably going to write a book about it. We're going to be doing a marriage coach podcast that will tell all the story in there too, but. Man, God wants us to be able to do more than just survive. He Amen. wants us to thrive so we can. The, 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 the word says that you will be generous, and through your generosity, it will cause others to be prompted to want to know what you have and how you got what's inside of you making these things come out. And that's just where I want to be. It's not that's prosperity good. gospel. That's in the Bible. It's good. It's not some TV preacher. I'm Kale. But I'm telling you, I have seen it, man. I have seen it. And I know that right now, without a doubt, my family could not have survived what we survived financially without other people giving unto us when we had a need. Mm. And God, I appreciate, I, I so thank and bless those people for doing that. But they couldn't have done it if they hadn't have been in the position to do it. So we need to remember that. If you see a need, fill it. He will pay you back. But I appreciate you coming on, man. I've enjoyed having yeah. you. And uh, thank you, appreciate it too. Can I uh, give a shout out to my my website? I want to encourage everybody to go to kingdombringer.com. I've got some blogs up there too to encourage you and spur you on. And then every every podcast episode's up there too. We got 70, 70 plus episodes, and check them out. Do all the things if you like them. Let me know. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and Darren can wear a flat brim hat and get away with it. I've never been able to pull that off. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, man. You know, I'm jealous of you guys that can wear flat brim hats, man. I don't. I don't know if the accent would would fit it very well. It doesn't. That's, I have to. I have to bend my hat. I mean, I, I basically you just sound, turn them under themselves. You sound like a guy who would bend his his bill. Oh Jesus, help me, Lord. We all have our own mission fields, Darren. Amen. (laughs) Stay in your lanes, right? That's it. That's it. (laughs) Well, dude, it's been great. 
remember kingdomringer.com and uh, check Darren out. Check out his show, um, especially if you've never if you've never investigated what you're seeing on the news right now with the sex trafficking, human trafficking. Um, I think back in the 16, 15, 1700s, they had to call it slavery, but we don't call it that anymore. It's not any different. It's still as horrible as it was then. And many, many people, children most especially, are uh, are being just, you don't even want to know. Yeah. You don't even want to. My wife asked me a question the other night, and I said, I will not answer your question because I want you to go to sleep. Yeah. She said, well, how do you know? I said, because I know things so that you don't have to. Amen. So, guys... Uh, be be good men be good men put your seeds in good dirt and uh, keep going if you don't understand this kingdom thing hit me or Darren either one of us up put the contact links in the show notes this stuff will change your life and it'll give you a different perspective from everything you've ever known and that's not a bad thing Darren I hope maybe we can do this again man I have like totally enjoyed this conversation let's do it man i'm ready to have you online too we'll do that you just let me know bro it'll be fun thanks bro all right kingdombringer.com is darren we'll catch up with you soon man thanks for calling in be blessed bro see ya hope you guys enjoyed the show it is the modern christian men podcast hey don't forget to check out darren eubanks at kingdombringer.com kingdombringer.com till next time thanks so much for listening guys god bless you we'll catch you soon